All right. I'm back with the solo. Gonna just kind of wing this one here. No, uh, no real plan. Uh, no topics. But I do have a Sheboygan Brewing Blueberry Cream Ale. So I'm gonna get that pouring right meow. Um, uh, first off, you know, I do want to apologize. Last week, I did not post an episode. Oh, oh my god, this smells so good. I did not post an episode. Um, just took a bye week, you know. Um, uh, been running out of, I guess I haven't been running out of people to interview because the world's full of people, so I'm not going to use that excuse, but, um. Been running low on uh, people, you know, that um, I guess are free to interview. Uh, for example, not to throw my brothers under the bus, but this last Sunday, uh, we were going to record. And, uh, well, never heard from him. So, um,. That is partially on me, you know. Uh, Greg did get a hold of me with question marks asking what was going on, and I told him I'd be setting everything up and just to get a hold of me. Brandon even replied, yeah, I'm blasting you motherfuckers. Brandon even replied and was like, I'm dropping the kids off at mom's in a little bit. And I told him, yeah, I'll set everything up. You just let me know. And then uh, and bitches never got back a hold of me. So, So here we are. Um, I do have one episode that's going to be posting Thursday with Jeff. I was going to post that one last week. And, uh, you know what? Went on vacay. Took the family up north. Um, and I'm going up north again this week. Uh, so I figure I'll post it on the day that I leave. I'm leaving Thursday. I figure I'll post it. I'll post it on Thursday gonna take the equipment up with me and then uh it might be crude i don't know how echoey the airbnb will be but uh, there should be an episode next week with some content from the trip um ryan denman you've heard him on here he's getting married and we're going up to Aw train in the upper peninsula uh gonna spend the last half of the week and the weekend up there gonna hike pictured rocks um, so that should be, that should be cool. Do some rock hounding on the beach. Um, not on, not at Pictured Rocks, because that's National Lakeshore. We would never, we would fucking never take rocks from Pictured Rocks. But uh, all over around there, uh, you know, once you get into, uh, rock hounding, you know, that's, Woo, that's a dangerous, oh man, that is a dangerous hobby to get into. I'll tell you that much right now. Right fucking meow. There is a rabbit hole. And when I say a rabbit hole, man, I've described it like this. It doesn't matter the type of person you are or what your tastes are. There's a rock for you. There is a rock for you. You know, they say women like diamonds. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. 
Well, I like soda light. You know, I've actually got a soda light ring, wedding ring. Uh, it's got copper in it, flakes of copper, and it. it's got um, fire opal, which is cool, fleckled in there. Maybe I'll make that this episode photo, but um, probably not. Anyway, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Rock counting. Uh, it's it's a it's a rabbit hole. There's literally a rock for everybody. You know, I like Petoskey stones. I like finding granite. Um, quartz is always fun to find. You know, calcite's always cool. Um, I I I could just I could just keep fucking going. It's uh. It's a dangerous hobby to get into because, you know, you're always looking down. Then you have neck problems like I got. Um, side note, I did finally, I don't know if I've mentioned anything on the podcast or not, but I did finally get an episode to sit with an er, episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did finally get an appointment to sit down with a neurosurgeon. Uh, that's going to be happening July 31st. Um not looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to it. I don't want to do surgery, and I don't want to sound like a pussy, but I don't... Eh, not on my neck. Not really for me. You know, if it was my arm or some other shit, eh. You know, trigger finger, I don't really want that affected. My neck, I don't really want them digging around by my fucking spinal cord. You know what I mean? Uh, I've got a pinched spinal cord between my... C5 and C6 and C6 and C7. So there's two spots there that's pinching. Um, a lot of... I don't know the... I do know the word, but I can't think, it, think of it off the top of my head. There's a lot of um, degradation of the vertebra. They're starting to just fucking grind away. Stenosis, maybe? Something like that. There's a lot of that going on um, all the way down to my T's. I think my T2 is herniated. I don't fucking remember. It's a lot of shit going on. And uh, it makes it difficult to wear a helmet. Uh, as I've probably mentioned, I'm a welder. so. And then my job has me literally... They treat us like machines, so... Your hood is on and you're looking down the majority of your 10-hour day, um, which I'm not going to bitch. I'm not going to bitch because, you know, I I know what it is. And I have every, I mean, fuck, I can leave if I want, you know, and I do want to leave. <laughs> um. So, I mean, that's all within my control. You know, I can't control the trajectory that the company is going or anything like that. Um, can't control my pay. Nothing like that, you know. I mean, that's partly why this is why this is even a thing in existence. Um, trying to take, uh, I've mentioned it before, but just trying to take 
more of my life into my own um, control, you know, including the financial and all that good shit. Where I get my money, how I get my money, what I do for work. You know, I don't want to live my life not being able to enjoy shit or having to ask for time off like I'm asking my fucking dad to go to a friend's house after school. You know what I mean? What the fuck? You know? What the fuck? Uh, plus, I mean, if I'm going to work harder and ask, in, in essence, for more production, I'm going to expect to see more return. And that doesn't necessarily happen in a corporate environment, you know. They want more out of you. They want you to work harder. They're, you know, for example, they may raise production, st- or, uh, you know, goals. But your raise your wages don't raise with that. More often than not, they ask for more out of you, but they don't give more to you. You know, more often than not, I'm not saying that's a rule of thumb, but that just seems to be how it is. So you know, I feel like if I'm gonna be working that hard, constantly looking down, welding, for example. I can translate that into constantly working hard for myself and expecting to see more returns, um, which I have access to. So I don't know know how the fuck I got off on that. I'm going to take a sip of this uh, Sheboygan blueberry cream ale right here really quick. Mmm. Wow. Okay. That's good. That's really good. I brought a Guinness down just in case. Just in case that fucking blueberry cream broke my heart. But god damn. <sighs> anyway. Um, this last weekend. Uh, Fourth of July weekend. Took the family up to Chassel. Which is in the upper peninsula of Michigan. Um, it's kind of on the. Not on the Keweenaw. But it's pretty close to the Keweenaw Peninsula. Um, pretty close to Houghton, about 10, 15 minute drive. Houghton is where, uh, MIT is, Michigan Tech. Um, MIT, Michigan Tech's there. <sighs> Jesus Christ. It's late, guys. I'm just, you know, bear with me, okay? Bear with me. I'm trying to get this back to you, so... Um, let me see. Train of thought gone. Fucking just gone. (laughs) What was I talking about? Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Sitting here looking at my beer. And I lose my train of thought. Jesus Christ. Get yourself together, Mr. Miller. Find your focus. You know, I've uh, I've been asked quite a bit recently, probably because of this fucking podcast, <laughs> why I don't uh, go see a doctor and get some sort of something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like Adderall or... Ritalin, 
something. And the answer to those of you that are, I'm assuming, asking because you've been listening to the podcast, the answer is because I, you know, you know, I've mentioned it before. I've had a, I've had an issue with um, pharmaceuticals in the past. Just shaking my ibuprofen bottle, my ears perk up, and I get this little boost of energy. I wake up a little bit, you know, and uh, it's not, yeah, it's not that it's not for me, but it's. I'm I'm about it, you know what I mean. I'm about it, but th- that easily becomes an issue, um, and I can just I can foresee it becoming an issue, uh, you know, and an issue that I don't I'm not really in the position to try and tackle right now. Um, I do have a lot of shit going on. I've been lazy as fuck the last few weeks. Not gonna lie to you guys. Um, shout out Zach Knight. I love you, bro. I hope you get that fucking mic and laptop set up here soon. Um, just so you guys know, he always tells me if I have a guest back out just to call him up. He's basically on standby. He's on call. You know, if he's around, he's down. I even think he, I think he's even said that. He says, if I'm around, I'm down, you know. And uh, it's not that I, I don't want to have him on. It's not, because I love talking to Zach. But I don't want to, you know, it's not that I feel like I'm going to overburden him, you know, anything like that. Because I know he's 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 down to help. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not rely, tell me if this makes sense, because I, I don't really know how to word it, but I'm, not, I'm trying to not rely on, um, Not necessarily the easy, uh, the easy podcast guest because I I do have people that are like kind of like Zach, not necessarily as moment notice ready, but you know they're like, yeah, dude, anytime you need somebody to record, let me know. Um, I mean, as you guys have noticed, I've kind of been recording from the same pool. Um, but I'm trying to force myself to work harder on that avenue because I don't, I don't want to do uh, remote interviews, I guess would be the word for it. I don't want to have to do Skype or Zoom interviews, you know. Um, I want to keep it in person. Uh, and I know that's difficult, and it's going to be difficult to cycle through a lot of people, and it's going to be difficult, and I'm going to have to put up with, um, you know, what I've been putting up with. I mean... You know, scheduling something, not having it come through, or saving room and then not having somebody come through, you know, whereas on Skype or whatever, that's almost always um, easier to commit to because, I mean, you don't have to leave your house, you don't have to come to a studio, sit down, you know what I mean, get hooked up, you can do it all right at your home. If that makes any sense. It's making sense in my head. That's all that fucking matters, I guess. Uh, Jameson. I love you, Jameson. I'm going to burn you too, bro. Um, We've been playing pod tag for, fuck, probably four weeks now. You know, we've been playing it on Sundays and Saturdays and then Sunday. And uh, I just, 
we haven't been able to make it work. Uh, so after I come back, not this week, but maybe next week, I'm going to get a lot more serious with him. I'm going to set aside a time. We're just going to plan on a fucking time and we're just going to do the podcast. You know, I'm trying to, to get away from saying I've been looking forward to it because, you know, obviously I, I feel like it's obvious that I'm looking forward to it if I'm, if I'm trying to sit down and record, but at the same time, it's like, maybe I need to express that, that, you know, I'm looking forward to that conversation, but either way, I'm, I'm really looking forward to sitting down with Jameson, just like everybody else. Um, and, and hearing some of his hunting stories, uh, some of his travel stories and talking to him about his art, you know, uh, he does some phenomenal art and, uh, you know, he does wood burning and I'm just really intrigued by that. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, see that, listen. You're, he you're hearing somebody with an illness right meow. Uh, I just dropped a bottle cap into the Sheboygan Brewing Company Blueberry Cream Ale. Don't know where the bottle cap came from because I haven't opened the Guinness yet. And I just lost my train of thought again. Like, that's all it fucking took. That's all it fucking took. Yeah. <sighs> Um, anyway, uh, what was I gonna, so last weekend we went to Chassel. <laughs> Did I already say this? Did I already fucking say this? Oh my God. I want to pause it and go back, listen back so bad. Cause I feel like I'm sounding like an idiot, but that's good. That's funny. Hopefully, Ho hopefully, ho hopefully this is entertaining. At the very least, hopefully the fucking marbles rolling around in my head are entertaining. Because, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And I love Jesus. You know, don't take that. Don't take that as saying his name in vain. I'm just asking for his help is all. Juice and cheese. Let me hit this vape. Maybe I can. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let me speak on that, too. Before we went across the bridge, stopped into Wild Bills to re-up on my breezes. And, uh, they were having a fire sale. And my go-tos were gone. Flavors I was looking to try, fucking gone. They only had, like, a couple. They literally only had a couple flavors. And I was like, ah. Ah. But I needed them. You know. I could have just went to the gas station probably and got what I needed. But it would have been full price. And I was in there. I saw the sale prices. And I was like, Ah. Let me just, let me just browse. So I'm looking and I, I see the Mr. Vapors and I was like, I always, I never minded the Mr. Vapors, you know. And they had two for 22 on the maxes. I don't want to be that guy, but guys, don't 
Please, don't do it. Mr. Vapor Maxes, I bought four of them bitches. I am struggling. Struggling to get through these fuckers. The only one I even, en- not even enjoyed, semi-enjoyed is a strawberry cheesecake, okay? Fucker's not bad. Uh, but the f- there's just something about the flavor that's a little off compared to the breezes. Um, the nick hits different. It's just... And it's a lot bigger, you know? I don't know if they're trying to stretch the flavor to go further. And it's just... I don't know. I don't know what I'm even talking about right now. Just don't get the Mr. Breezes. Or, Jesus, Mr. Vapors Maxes. If that's what you smoke... Vape, sorry. If that's what you vape, cheers, bro. Because, fuck. Or lass. Cheers, lass, bro. You know what? That's that's me giving you a round of applause because I don't know how the fuck that's your daily. I don't know how the fuck you smoke Mr. Vapor Max's on the daily. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You, sir, or lass, deserve a goddamn medal. Not saying his name in vain. Praising. You deserve a goddamn medal. That simple. American hero. American hero. Even if you're not American and you're smoking Mr. Vapor Maxis, you're a goddamn American hero to me. That's that simple. That fucking simple. I will stand up when you walk in the room hitting, ripping on a Mr. Vapor Max. All respect. I mean, incredible, incredible that the the you people are out there. Uh, anyway, we stopped to grab some of those before we I did before we went up across the bridge, and. Uh, what I get, what I get. I got blueberry lemon, strawberry ice cream, strawberry cheesecake, uh, cherry, cherry lemon. The only one I haven't tried yet is a strawberry ice cream. Oh my god. I hope it's better than the strawberry cheesecake, because right now I'm like, <sighs> out of three, I'm liking like half of the strawberry cheesecake. First half was pretty good. First 20 hits, trash. Then it got good. Now it's starting to get trash again. <sighs> um, oh, yeah, I was going to tell you about our 4th of July. Jesus Christ, this is good. Good. Glad it's going to take an hour for me to even summarize the weekend. Fuck. We uh, stayed in Trassel, and the plan was to do some rock hounding. Um, we went up Sunday. We stayed Sunday night, Monday night, and came home Tuesday. Had to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now, that was rough. I'm not going to lie to you. That was rough. So we left about 8 o'clock in the morning, 8, 8.30. Goal was to get there. Around five. Okay. 
It's about a seven hour drive. Uh, obviously you make some stops. We got two babies and a 12 year old. So there were some stops. We took the dogs with us. Uh, had to let them out to potty. We stopped at Lake Michigan on the south side of the Upper Peninsula on our way up to damn near Keweenaw. Got in Lake Michigan on the way up. Got in Superior while we get, when we got up there, so we touched two Great Lakes in two days, or two Great Lakes in the same day twice, which was pretty pretty damn cool. Uh, and let's see. So on our way up, there was not a lot that happened. Everybody slept for quite a bit of it. And then about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, we crossed the bridge probably around noon. And stopped a little bit after we crossed the Mackinac Bridge. Got in Lake Michigan. So between 1 and 5, it was pretty hard car ride for everybody but me you know not saying i wasn't getting fatigued but everybody was getting pretty restless even though we were getting out stretching and eating and all that good stuff you know restlessness was setting in Ugh, fuck excuse me um like i said it's late it's late here but I do this shit on a daily. Sleep from 12.30 to 5.30. Get up. Fuck shit up. Do it again. I won't even... Wait, hold on. Get up. Fuck shit up. Nap. Get up. Do it again. Uh, so we anyway, we get up there. Just kind of relaxed our first night. Um, we went into Houghton. Uh, let's see. That was Sunday. So we went into Houghton, fucked around for a little bit, got some fireworks, got some food for the couple days. Um, went back to the Airbnb. And then we were going to go look for rocks at night with our UV lights. And uh, we've we've done it before. I took my daughter up, my oldest daughter, Kia. We took her up for her 10th birthday because she wanted to go looking for soda light. And um, so I had a couple locations saved just from... Um, her birthday party trip, and there was a pr pretty pretty solid beach that we went to, so I, I had that saved still, and um, I remembered the name of it, so I pulled it up on GPS, getting ready to leave that night, and I needed gas, so on, I didn't even go to maps, which is what's fucked up, I just went to Google, I typed in the beach, and like a list of them came up and I clicked the one I thought. And anyway, I ended up clicking the wrong one. 
and I didn't notice because I typed in uh, gas stations along the route. And um, so it took us to a gas station, and then um, long story short, I took us to a beach that, I mean, it had rocks, but it was hardly a beach, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't shit, and uh, this was at, like, we got there at, like, 1130, because, you know, it's been getting dark late, starting to get dark earlier now, um, but anyway, you know, bugs were out, this is, like, no fucking wind, so that was kind of a I've been beating myself up over that because it was just a rush moment and I kind of botched the night, you know. Um, so that was kind of shitty. And then we went back, drove half hour fucking back, go to bed, um, get up, had a pretty decent morning. We went to a Quincy Mine and that's a copper mine in the UP. For those of you that don't know, uh, we did a tour. I, I would recommend it. It was pretty pretty badass, pretty fun. Um, just learning about, like, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to do your own research here because I'm going to try and recount some details. But um, there's, it was about an hour and 45 minutes, two-hour tour. Uh, they took us into mine shaft number seven, which was the lowest level we could get. Everything else beneath us was flooded. And this is where you're probably going to want to start doing research. Okay. Well, hold on. I got one more fact for you. 43 degrees inside the mine. It was like 80 something outside. Standing in front of that mine shaft, the air roaring out of it felt fucking phenomenal. Uh, but once you're in there, it's 43 degrees, and it's like a damp 43 degrees, and, uh, holy shit. If you like rocks, there's some veins going through that mine that, oh my god, sit there and drool over some calcite right at the mouth of it, too. I wanted to just fucking take a big old chunk of it out of there. But I didn't. But I saw some big chunks of calcite just fucking laying there. I was like, damn. That should have... Should have looked good on the shelf. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, we do the mine tour. And it, it's fucking crazy, guys. There's... Uh, I'm going to try and tell you a little bit about it here. Again, if you have any interest... Do do your research, because I'm probably wrong about a lot of shit. Um, but they, they take us through uh, this room that had a, I guess, the biggest steam engine at that time ever built. Um, Might have been the biggest steam engine ever built. But it, it drove this um, this drum that lowered and raised miners out of the shafts. So when they originally were mi started mining um, at that mine, they were using ladders. 
and the ladders were pitched at four, 54 degrees. Okay, so pretty steep fucking ladders. And they were going down, I want to say 3,000 feet at that time, or maybe it was like 1,800 feet or something. I think the deepest the mine goes is pretty close to a mile, if I remember right. Um, we were 364 feet underneath the surface when we entered Mineshaft 7. And that was the lowest we could go. Every shaft underneath us, he said, was flooded. Um, so you do the math on how many shafts. Well, you can't do the math on the amount of shafts, but how deep that is that's flooded. Um, but anyway, they were, they would go down in these fucking shafts. Um, to get from the top to the bottom would take an hour and the same climbing, which I don't know. I feel like it'd take longer to climb out, especially after you've been working all day. Um, but anyway, they would fucking, he said they would blast in the mine about once a week. They would use hand tools, hammer these fucking pieces into the rock, uh, holes to put dynamite in and, one good team of two guys would be able to hammer out like a fucking 14-inch hole a day through the rock. And um, <laughs> they were working by candlelight, especially when they first started. They were all working by candlelight, and the candles were provided by the mining company, but the miners still had to pay for them. And, you know, because they had to pay for them, they'd obviously, not obviously, I guess probably, but they were trying to use as few of candles as possible so they could maximize their profits because they weren't paid by the hour. They were paid by, you know, production, basically. Fun fact, Quincy Mine was called Old Reliable because it always turned a profit for the investors. Um, every quarter, I think, it was the only mine to turn a profit every quarter ever. Like, that that mine helps us win a couple wars, all the copper coming out of that motherfucker. I mean, it helped fuel the Industrial Revolution. It's pretty, pretty cool. Pre pretty cool history there. Um, but anyway, so these bitches, bitches, fucking men, those men, I'd be a bitch. I'd make it down like one ladder. I'd be like, I quit. I fucking quit. It's dark. Can't see shit. And I'm just descending into hell. No. No. It's fucking cold in here. It's damp. Slippery. Slippery. Okay. Um. So... Take an hour to go down to the bottom, hour to get back up. So they were losing two hours of production a day. So they built this thing called, I think it was the Man Mover. And it was basically just a series of platforms, um, which was extremely dangerous because if you missed a platform, you just fell potentially straight to the bottom. So then they started doing mine carts or miners' carts. So they'd have these carts 
that miners would sit in that would drop them down into the shaft. And uh, this drum, massive cable on it. I can't remember how long he said the cable was. I think it was over a, a mile. But one side as it was dropping a cart, the other side would pull the cart up. So as miners were going down to work, the miners that they were replacing were coming up in a separate cart on the same same drum that was rotating. I think the drum, he said, cost $300,000 back in the 20s, which today I think is a translated over $10 million. The motor and drum. Um, maybe I'll make that the contact photo. Or the contact photo. Jesus. The episode photo. Um, yeah, maybe I'll do that. So anyway, and I mean, it's, it's hard to even get scale in the photo that I took. It's it's difficult. But it's you got to trust me. It's massive. You can look it up yourself if you're that interested. Um, anyway, so over time, you know, miners were using what they called a four-man drill. Um and then they went to like this pneumatic. Well, they ended up having a lot of cave-ins start once they started using the pneumatic drills. Um, and they got it down to a two-man drill where a two-man crew could operate it, carry it up and down. And they were able to start blasting once a day instead of once a week. So if you can imagine you're blasting all these fucking caps in the mine, dynamites going off, Shit's crumbling. And then you got... You got to go in there and retrieve the material. So you go in there, it's dusty as fuck, but over the course of a few days, that dust would settle. Um, once they started blasting once a day, that dust never had time to settle. And, you know, they were blasting ventilation shafts and shit, but it wasn't... Well, it, it, it didn't help. So miners started getting, like, uh, silica poisoning, mercury poisoning, shit like that. Um, crazy. But then they ended up developing a drill that only weighed 200, and, I think he said 230 pounds. They called it the one-man drill. So one dude, once he got to the level he was working on, was able to move this fucking drill up and down a level or two on a ladder and spend all day just drilling fucking holes in rock. Um, it, it would squirt water to try and help keep the dust down as they were drilling. But because they were blasting once a day, there was still a lot of dust in the air, so it didn't really help too much. Um, <clears throat> but just trying to think, like, those work conditions. Like, they a lot of, there were a lot of strikes, you know. Guys were dying... Pretty fucking frequently. And the mine had this loophole that, you know, they weren't responsible if the body didn't come out of the mine. Or if the person didn't die in the mine, if they died outside of the mine, they weren't, it wasn't considered a mine death. So all this weird shit, you know, they were putting up fucking um, housing for the miners. And if, you know, they'd have their family and their wife and their kids there. And if they were to die... The family would get like a 15 or 30 day notice. You gotta find somewhere to live. You know what I mean? It was just fucking nuts. 
just a hectic, hectic time before before unionization, you know. So they they ended up striking several times, um, and the union ran out of money to support them. So they ended up having to beg for their jobs back and shit. It's fucking sad. Just sad. Uh, but, you know, they did get better work conditions and shit, which is cool. But, um, where was I going? I don't know. Anyway, they had carts. They had these carts that would that were like two tons weighed down with rock, okay? Let me drink it. Take a drink of this blueberry cream. My God, that's good beer. Wow. Shout out Sheboygan Brewing Company. Uh, Jesus, shout out Chris Earl. Shout out Chris Earl. He gave me a blood orange honey a couple weeks ago. He just showed up on Father's Day with a six-pack from Trader Joe's. And uh, it was a build your own six, six random beers. I think I mentioned it once already, but shout out Chris Earl again. Um, you're the reason I picked up the Sheboygan Brewing Company, bro. Uh, again, the blueberry cream ale. I don't usually try beers um, in a four pack, you know. I mean, sorry, let me take that back. <clears throat> when I'm sampling, I like to do a six pack, okay. If I if I tr- if I try a new beer, I try and find it in the singles, and I do my own build of six. If I'm gonna invest in a beer, like a six pack, I'm gonna pick something along the lines of what I know I like. Like I'll pick like a, like a shandy or a stout or whatever. Right? I don't venture out extremely when I'm trying new beers in a six pack, but something like a four pack, I'll do that pretty frequently. Semi-frequently, whatever. Um, And I saw those and I was like, damn, that blood orange honey was on point. So I guess I'm, you know, here I am picking up these blueberry creams. And uh, shout out Chris because I probably would have overlooked them. Um, I did end up picking up blueberry shandies too from Saugatuck. Saugatuck Brewing, it's that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. Their blueberry shandies are out. Picked up a six of those, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll give these blue creams and ale, blueberry cream ales a shot." Uh. Anyway, so shout out Chris. Uh, these miners had these carts, right? And when they were loaded down, they said the guy was saying that. Uh, the cart with it weighed like 2,000 pounds, one or two tons. I think he said one ton. Uh, the cart itself was 500 pounds. And then when it was weighed down with a rock, it was a ton. Do your research. I'm probably wrong. But anyway, there was a group of of not miners. Well, they were miners, but they weren't doing the drilling. Their job was to push these carts in and out of the shafts to empty them. Um They don't even sound the same on mic. They just sound like fucking bitches. Fucking. God damn. Why did I do it? I should have just not bought them. I should have just said, you know what? I know what I like. 
and they don't have it. So I guess I don't get a deal. I don't know. Anyway, kicking myself over the Mr. Vapors like I am picking the wrong fucking beach to rock hound our first night. I feel like I just wasted a night. Uh, drag the family out there for nothing. Anyway, uh, so they would, they were expected to push 10 loads out and there was about a one degree incline. So as they're pushing these carts, you know, as they're blasting their way in to the mine, they're not really thinking about pulling carts out because the people that are doing the blasting aren't the people pushing the carts. Okay. So it's not perfectly level. And I mean, come on. How are you going to blast perfectly level anyways? Um, I'm sure somebody has an answer to that because they're engineers or miners and they know how to blast level. I don't. I just don't think it's possible with my limited experience. Um, blasting. <laughs> so anyway, one guy... If you, you were allowed to use a two-man team to move carts, but uh, you took a pay cut. Not because, you know, you're sharing the wage with another person, but um, because you're diverting labor, you know, and there was only so much room on the payroll. So a lot of, a lot of people opted to mine with or to move those carts with one person. Um, Trying to move those cars. I watched a couple people. They had a replica there that was empty. And, uh, pretty sure it was empty. Fuck, I don't remember if it was empty or not. If it wasn't empty, it was only weighed to like a thousand pounds. It had maybe 500 pounds of rock in it. Uh, I th yeah, I think it did because if I remember right, he said it weighed half of what the miners would be pushing out of the cave. Cave, the mine. So anyway, uh, there were two people that could move it, and they could only move it like a couple inches. And they were like, it's not possible. And dude's like, they did it, you know. It was a half load. They'd move ten of these fully loaded in and out of the fucking mine, you know. So anyway, back when men were men, that was happening. Um I just, I just imagine like how strong those fucking guys were, you know, like you're literally moving at the lightest, a 500 pound sled and at the heaviest, probably a 2,200 pound sled. Cause you know, them bitches were fucking stacking extra rocks on there and doing that all day. Not to mention climbing up and down with a 200-pound fucking drill. I mean, come on. Swinging hammers all day before the fucking pneumatic drill. Swinging hammers all day, hitting this fucking bit, drilling it into rock. Spending 10 hours swinging a fucking hammer just to go 12 inches into rock. Like... Well, that's another thing. He said once they started using the pneumatic drills, they started having a lot of cave-ins. But also, guys started blowing eardrums. 
just from the vibration alone. I, you know, they didn't have earplugs or anything like that. Um, but, you know, you, even if guys were making up their own little muffs or earplugs or whatever, the vibration was so intense that it would fucking blow your eardrums. And, um, uh, just the way they were treated, you know, by their, uh, by the mine owners. And it's not that we don't respect them or we don't appreciate their sacrifice, but that's some of the dirtiest, hardest work for pennies. They were living in poverty and they were helping support an industrial revolution and a war effort, you know, over the course of that mine. Like, the things that those men did for little to no recognition or monetary gain is just astounding to me. And it, it did give a lot of perspective uh, on the times we're in now, you know. Um, how unionizing is kind of important. Um, but also, you know, this is something that's been going on forever taking advantage of hardworking people, making them work harder, putting them in adverse conditions, holding them accountable for uh, your profit margin, despite, you know, the conditions they're in, you know, as in not providing tools or light like candles, not actually providing them for free um, so they could work in well-lit areas. That's another thing, too. When those mines would cave in, candles would go out because, you know, You'd get this rush of air, like 80 miles an hour, roaring through these fucking mine shafts because of all that displaced air from the rock falling um, and caving in. So a lot of these guys that were working by candlelight, their candles would go out. And if they couldn't get them relit, they sat there for however long in the dark until the next crew came in to fucking take their place, you know? Because you can't move around in there. You fall down a fucking shaft. Like. Like that's a no-go. You know, they didn't have phone lights. They didn't have shit. They'd restart their candles by flint and steel. You know. Like. Just ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Ridonculous. McDiculous. Uh, well, anyway, other than that, you know, we, uh, it was a pretty fun tour. They took us to this little spot where we could see the next level above us. Uh, 64 feet between shafts, I believe, he said. Um, we got to see a ventilation shaft that went 300 and... I think it's at 300 feet to the surface. Um, that was pretty bomb. There was a classroom down in that bitch. Uh, still had old fucking... Still had old desks and chairs and... All sorts of shit in there. Old heaters. From when... Uh, Miners would go to work and their kids would go to school while the, their dads were in the mine. 
or while they were learning Minecraft. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, it was a generational thing, you know. We ended up hopping in the tram. I think it was called a tram. Something. We hopped in up at the top of the hill. And it took us down to Shaft 7. Uh, at one point, it felt like we were going down at a 45-degree angle in this thing. Um, it was pretty cool. You know, it only moved maybe five, eight miles an hour, but it was intense looking straight down the hill in this fucking thing. You know, you're basically laying on the front window while this thing is fucking <laughs> traveling down, kind of like a trolley. Um, ooh, that's good. I got a nice little gift shop in there. Um, uh, ended up getting Akia a half pound of copper souvenir. She wanted a full pound, but if she had been doing her chores, she'd have got her full pound. She's kind of lacking on chores during the week. Um, you know, you'll have that. She got some bismuth. And a half pound of copper. I gave her a spending limit and instead of going out and getting the full pound of copper like she wanted, she ended up splitting it between some bismuth and a half pound of copper. Which is cool. That's fine. Um, we ended up just taking some copper flakes and a magnet for our souvenirs. If we like magnets from the places we go. Um, and then we got the baby's uh, stuffed animal. So that was cool. Uh, let's see. Other than that, <clears throat> we went and saw fireworks at, on, I think, Lake Leland. So we went across the bridge in between Houghton and Hancock twice. Uh, once to go to the mine and then once to go up to see fireworks. That was a pretty good show. Uh, first time I've ever seen fireworks intentionally shot into the water. Uh, a couple times they went off and they, they were, I'm assuming, aqua fireworks. Aquatics. Whatever the fuck. Um, that was pretty cool. The first one they launched in the water went out in like a string of eight. And then after a few seconds, those shot up in the air, which was pretty cool. The other one they shot out there stayed lit across probably a string of 12. Red, white, and blue stayed lit for 30 plus seconds, <clears throat> which was pretty cool. Um, pretty good show. We got stuck in traffic for fucking half an hour trying to get out of there. We are going to go rock hunting again that night. That was uh, Monday night. We are going to go rock hunting again. And the half an hour delay was basically what it would have been for us to leave there and get to our rock hunt destination. So we still went, sped the whole way. Didn't speed the whole way. But we got there a little quicker than normal. Uh, then we should have cut like two minutes off GPS. So I wasn't really speeding. But anyway, we got to Lake Superior around, um, I want to say 1230 and, uh, rock hunted till about one. It was pretty fucking cool. I, I love Lake Superior so much. My God, if I could bottle Lake Superior, 
put it in my room. Oh my god. Like, if you guys have been there and you enjoy it the same, you'll understand. But like, out of all the Great Lakes, each Great Lake has their own perks, right? If you will, perks. Their own highlights. But like, Lake Superior, um, for example... Uh, let me start here. Lake Michigan sounds different when the rocks are crashing and the storms are brewing. Just a gentle breeze sounds different on Lake Michigan. Feels different. The water temperature, obviously different. Water itself is different. Uh, depending on where you're at on Lake Michigan, views are kind of similar. You have a lot of dunes um, and rocks along the shoreline, depending on where you're at. Uh, Huron, I like Huron because I like to shoot fish, so bow fishing, Lake Huron's bomb for bow fishing, Saginaw Bay, bomb for walleye, you know, like Lake Erie, bomb for walleye, Lake Erie is another interesting lake, Ontario, I don't think I've ever been, I don't think I've ever set foot in, uh, Lake Ontario. Now that now that I really think about it, I don't... hmm. Okay, I think that might <clears throat> that might have to be. Okay, I think that might have to be my. Uh... Can't remember if we... no, we didn't when we went to New York, did we? Hmm. Damn, that's kind of a bummer. That's the only great lake I haven't been in. Um, kind of sad. Now that I think about it, kind of sad. Um, I'm sure that's probably pretty similar to Lake Superior as far as like uh, shoreline. Probably a lot of rock cliffs. <clears throat> um, but anyway, Lake Superior, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing between you and Canada is the lake when you're on the north, north, south shore of Superior, um, north shore of the UP. Um, the sound of those fucking waves, man, is one of the most beautiful things. I can't describe it. I really, I can't describe it. The shoreline's amazing. The driftwood that floats across from Canada is fucking gorgeous the stones are gorgeous they're all fucking even more polished than on Lake Michigan if that's possible depending on where you're at on the shoreline I guess you get a lot of polishing on Lake Michigan because of the sandier bottom um, but something about rock tumbling against rock before it comes ashore in Superior just makes like beautiful pebbles um the stone composition, the geology is even different. So, like, the color of the rocks on the shoreline is just phenomenal. You find a lot of agates and stuff like that up there, which is phenomenal, gorgeous. Um, if anybody wants to buy me anything, you could buy me a, a copper agate. I've been looking for a good one that I can afford. Um, 
you know, they run about the price of a handgun, so it's kind of, it's kind of, <laughs> or, you know, a nice, <clears throat> nice bolt rifle, so it's kind of hard for me to just go out and fucking splurge on that, at the moment at least. Uh, but I do like uh, the copper agates. I think they're gorgeous. It's basically an agate that has copper in it, if, if you were wondering. Um, but anyway, yeah, Lake Superior is just fucking amazing. I'm just kind of drifting off in thought thinking about Superior. Um, the shoreline is gorgeous. But those waves, man, hearing those waves, I don't know if it's because of the power in them, because of the not giving a fuck about you at all in them. There's just something that's audibly different about those those waves. And, I, I mean, I've been on the beach with some bigger storms on Lake Michigan and Huron, and it sounds similar, but there's something about Superior where it can be quiet and you have extreme wave action, you know? All the wind is going out on out in the middle of the lake, pushing water ashore, and there's hardly anything by you. Maybe a light breeze, not enough to make your ears whistle. And it's that silence mixed with that fucking wave action that's just, my God. Dream home, dream home would be on the Superior Shoreline. Or Dream Cabin, Vacation Home, would be on the Superior Shoreline where I could just leave the windows cracked and uh, just nap all day listening to that fucking lake. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost forgot this highlight. Well, didn't almost forget it. I almost forgot to mention it because, you know, you've you've been here with me. You've been listening I'm all over the fucking place. I've been telling you about the trip last weekend for fucking 45 minutes. We went to uh, the Sturgeon River Wildlife Slough. 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 And that was only quarter mile, half a mile from where we were staying. And uh <laughs> just wanted to take a quick walk in the afternoon. Take the dogs on a little walk. Get ourselves out on a little walk, see some wildlife, you know. Maybe see a beaver. See what kind of wildlife was out there on the fucking marsh. And <laughs> we get all geared up, lock the Jeep, start walking. 50, 60 yards later, my wife asked me, she says, hey, uh, you seen any ticks yet? I look down at my shoes. I'm wearing shorts. I look down at my shoes. I'm like, yep, there's two on my shoe. I look at my other shoe. I look at my right foot, there's two. I look at my left foot, there's one crawling up. I'm like, yep, there's a few right here on my shoes. She looks down, she sees two on her shoes. She was like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, it's all right. We'll be all right. So we walk <laughs> another 10, 15 yards. And the whole time we're walking, I'm looking down. She's looking down. And uh, every couple steps, oh, there's a tick on my shoe. Flick it off. Oh, there's a tick on my shoe. Flick it off. Oh, there's two ticks on my shoe. Flick it off. She's like, look at the dogs. So I turn. I look at Daisy and Thena. And Daisy's got little black spots all over her. I'm like, fuck. We got to go back. 
can't keep walking. I was planning on making like a half mile walk around this little dike, basically. So we walk back, start picking dog, ticks off the dog, and uh, both of them. Bree's picking ticks off Athena. I'm picking ticks off Daisy mainly. And, uh, Jesus Christ, guys, 40 fucking ticks in 75 yards. I mean, we didn't just walk back. We fucking, we walked back at a, not a leisurely, a high pace. We were walking out there at a semi-leisurely pace. We walked back at a high pace. Still looking down, flicking ticks off my shoes. Found one up on my leg, my pant leg. It was crawling up my shin. This is after spraying uh, my shoes, my pants, and my legs with uh, God damn it, off. Is it off? Off. I'm pretty sure it's off. It's got this. It's the red can. The tick repellent doesn't do shit. Not when you got army of ticks. So anyway, we're picking ticks off the dogs, and we're in the gravel. We're maybe 10 yards off the gravel, or off the grass in the gravel. And I get done picking ticks off Daisy. We swap dogs. She's picking ticks off Daisy, or just doing a double check while I'm doing a double check on Thena. Find one in Thena's ear, pick that off. So I'm going over Thena. And my wife says, uh, Jesus, look, look. And I look at the edge of the grass in the dirt. And they were crawling out of the grass, walking across the driveway to where we were picking ticks off the dogs. Like there was 10 or 12 of them bitches coming out of the grass, walking across the dirt, like marching. They were... Making their way downtown, walking fast, faces passing, they're homebound. You know? They, uh, they were beelining. And, uh, that was an experience. Ended up finding a tick on the way back. My wife had one on her foot. This is about four hours, five hours into our way back. She found one on her foot. Um, when we first got to the Airbnb, we were unpacking some shit. And, you know, dogs were running around going potty. And uh, my wife says, babe, 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 babe. And I'm like, what? She's like... There's a tick on Leon, my son, on his hand, on his hand, on his hand. I'm like, what? So I grab his hand. I don't see a tick. She's like, on his palm. I roll his palm over. There's a fucking tick on his palm where he was petting Daisy. It must have wiped a tick right off her or grabbed it off her or something. There's a tick on his palm. I'm like, what the fuck? It's not going to be like this all weekend, is it? That was the only tick we seen until we took that fucking long-ass walk. 75 yards. <laughs> um, other than that, legit. Dogs enjoyed the beach. You know, they always enjoy getting in the lake. Daisy can't swim. 
So she goes about knee deep. And the Great Lakes always are fun because those, depending on wave conditions, the rollers coming in will fucking slap her in the face. And then she just stands up on the beach unless the waves kind of break over her paws, you know. Athena loves to swim, and uh, but she doesn't like water in her ears, and she's got like rabbit ears, terrier ears. So they're basically funnels for water. And she uh, she always gets out there for about five minutes, and after about five minutes, those waves crashing over her face shoot water into her ears, and she can hardly swim back because she's trying to shake her ears out, you know. That's always fun. But anyway, I'm just fucking rambling about last weekend, guys. Um, I don't really have anything else. Uh, didn't get to do as much metal detecting or rock hunting that I want wanted to do. So going to try and make a trip later this fall um, that's just for rock counting, sightseeing, and metal detecting. Um, my oldest daughter is big into metal detecting. Um, she wants to try her hand at gold painting. She's got a couple gold pans. So we're going to do that. Um, yeah. Yep. We're going to have a Jeff episode, just a reminder, posting Thursday. I will be leaving Thursday, but I'll hopefully be returning with content for next week. Um, if not put up with me, I might not have an episode Tuesday, but I will have one Thursday depending on what kind of content I can gather from up north, if any at all. So, uh, yeah, other than that, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you listening to me ramble. I appreciate you listening to me nurse this blueberry cream ale. It's been over an hour. I think I'm going to finish it right here. I only got a sip. A little more than a sip, I guess. Quarter beer. Not bad. But, uh... I hope I didn't phone it in too much. Um, came down here with no agenda. Figured I'd just ramble for an hour. It's been a minute since I ran a solo with you guys. And uh, when I did the episode with Jeff two weeks ago now... I talked about how I haven't done a solo in a while and how that kind of uh, I felt like I was phoning it in on the last one a little bit. And that kind of got to me, so I wanted to get another one under my belt. Uh, not necessarily just to boost the confidence, but uh, give some experience, you know. Only way I'm going to get better at these is by doing them, if that makes sense, which it should. It's English and you comprehend it, so you're awake. Um, beyond that, yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you guys listening and, uh, sorry it was kind of a ramble fest, but again, I came in with no agenda, so I hope it was at least entertaining. You know, I should probably cut that out because I got told last time that if I keep apologizing for rambling, uh, dude that told me, shout out Drew Frisbee. So he's just going to turn it off. Now, I, I, can't, I can't afford to lose another listener right now. Not yet. Not yet.
Um, and sh- you know what? Another shout out to Drew Frisbee. He's been he's been getting back in the outdoors, and that's fucking great to see. You know, uh, fucking great to see. You know, that's um, one's self sustainability is amazing. I love watching people that haven't done it at all before become self-sustainable, but those that have gotten away from it, like Drew, I like watching them come back to it. Um, you know, I'm kind of in that boat now. I think I've mentioned before, I haven't shot a deer in probably five years, uh, five, six years. And that's heartbreaking. Um, but, uh, for the most part, you know, other than trapping, I, I, I do try and maintain, my dabbles, you know, I still salmon fish, I still tie flies, you know, I still squirrel hunt, bunny hunt, do all that shit, still forage. Didn't forage at all this year, actually. Um, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I went out, for, well, no, that's, that's a lie. Mulberries, mulberries are done. Um, we were picking mulberries for a few weeks there. Didn't get as many as I'd like in the freezer, uh, just shit got busy, you know, nights I was supposed to be picking, I was podcasting, you know, then I'd come home from work the next day and have to edit and maybe have some other shit to do. So by the time I got done with the shit I had to do, it'd be fucking dark, yada, yada, yada. You don't want to hear about all that, but, um, I didn't do as much foraging this year. I only picked asparagus a few times, um, mulberries mainly. Didn't get out and do any mushrooming which is sad, well, yet at least, because I guess we're not done with season. Still find pheasant backs and oysters and chicken of the woods, shit like that. But I wanted some morels. I didn't get them. Um, May apples, didn't get any of them, you know, so. Uh, but anyway, seeing people get back to, you know, things like fishing or hunting is just, is always fun for me because, you know, you can see the, you can see the passion re-fire, um, especially when they're talking about it, you know, there's, there's a, there's a level of excitement that's almost akin to somebody, uh, catch, you know, catching the biggest fish of their life or catching the first fish of their life when they're talking about, you know, their weekend going fishing, there's there, there's usually an excitement. And then over time, that seems to kind of degrade unless you have a big fish story or whatever. Um, it just turns into, yeah, we caught some fish, you know. But shout out to Drew because he's been uh, he's been sending me leaks of the fish he's catching in the updates and all that good stuff. And it's been it's been fun watching him, listening to him. Um, and and it's great to see it, you know. It's great to see that, get the kids involved, you know, uh, get some time with the family, whether it's his dad or his wife or whoever the fuck. Just get, just getting that time bonding, spending time together, um, on the water, you know, out there, gathering, you know, amazing. So, uh, you're gonna hear it in the outro, but get outside and take a kid with you. You know, doesn't really matter what you do. Just get outside and take a kid with you. Neighbor kid, you know, your kid, nephew, niece, fucking doesn't really matter. 
but that's our next generation. And it's, it's important that they see that excitement in you because that'll get them excited. It's important that they see how um, important it is to be able to rely on yourself for something like a meal or how how freeing it is to know that you can find out what to eat or what not to eat or ways to gather um, or even just build shelter. Like, I know I'm rambling now. I'm going to wrap it up. But if there's if there's one thing that uh, that you do this year, get outside and teach a kid something that you know. You know. All right, guys. I love you. Thanks for uh, listening to me ramble. You stuck it out for over an hour, and uh, you're the you're the true heroes here. Good night. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Whistlepig. If you would like to support this podcast, please like and subscribe, rate and review, and follow on social media at Whistlepig Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Rumble. You can email questions or comments to whistlepigpodcast at gmx.com. That's G as in girl, M as in man, X as in x-ray.com. And until you hear from me again, get outside, take a kid with you, and stay free.